Dump on the yub. Ostensibly a baseball podcast, but probably not tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so so much for tuning in. Tonight is Tuesday, February 11th. This is season six, episode six, the B Block. Coming at Woo! you from Campaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey Joel, it's going good. I am coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Um, welcome to the B Block, everybody. Uh, the block that you all love to hate. Skip. Or, or just love to skip. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're trying a new format out today, uh, which we think that you're probably not going to hear. So uh, Joel's going to take it away, I guess. Yes. Okay. So tonight for the B Block, we're going to try something a little bit different. Something we talked about with Marin last week and that I've been wanting to try for a while now. The theme of this B-Block is Your Owner Sucks. And the reason I've been wanting to bring this up is that so often in sports, we as sports fans get so goddamn angry at the players. We feel like they betray us. We feel like they're just debutantes looking for money, that they're getting paid tens and, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars to play a child's game. Child's right. game any of us would like to play. All of that, that is true. Right. And what I think gets shaded over is that the folks who are actually doing the dirty deeds the folks who we should actually getting be getting mad at are not necessarily the millionaires. Although, to be fair, they screw up a lot, right? right? I have justification to be mad at, let's say, Tony Romo more often than not, or Bryce Harper. Right. You, right. <laughs> it's just interesting that you chose two players that, in no world would you care about one way or the other huh? if they screwed up. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a genuine dislike of Bryce Harper. Right. Do, do you? Okay, good. You well, I, then, I thought I did. Now you're making me question that. Right. Like, what really? Because, like, I don't really like Bryce Harper or Tony Romo either, but on the scale of things that I care about, they're not they're not on that scale. You know oh, what I'm sure. Okay. Like I so, don't, I don't dislike them enough to actually give a shit whether they succeed or not. You know what I mean? Who is a player in any major sport that you do care about? A Rod. A Rod. Okay. <clears throat> I'd like him to fail. Right. We openly root for A Rod to fail. Right. Constantly. Yep. And we laugh when he does. 
because he fails a lot. <laughs> he just fails upward. That's the thing that's like pretty upsetting. <laughs> Like you'd think that guy was white, you know what I mean? Right, he's he's close. You'd think that his name was Alex Roger and not Alex Rodriguez. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, moving on. The point is, what if the folks that we should not be angry at are the millionaire superstars with good tans who are married to fifty-year-old? Uh, superstars. Billionaire. Billionaire. Right. Wait, what? Well, we shouldn't be mad at Alex Rodriguez, even though we hate oh. Alex Rodriguez. Gotcha. We should be mad at the billionaires. So, with that in mind, I'm going to introduce the first episode of Dump on the Ump presents Your Owner Sucks. And today we're talking about your owner sucks, the Cleveland Browns, and your yeah. owner, James Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, and we really picked the lowest of low-hanging fruits, right? To like to to single out in this first episode of your owner sucks because, and we probably could have chosen the owner of any of the Cleveland ball teams, but oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> but. In any of the sports, but we chose the lowest hanging of even the low hanging Cleveland branch on the shit tree and chose the <laughs> Cleveland brands. Well, this is like a bicycle with trading wheels, right? Yeah. You don't want to try anything too difficult. Right. Yeah. All right. So 2019 was supposed to be the year of the Cleveland Browns. Led by quarterback in 2018 Rookie of the Year Baker Mayfield and newly acquired wide receiver Odell Beckham, the Browns were a popular pick to be Super Bowl champs in 2019. I remember, especially at the beginning of the year, so many people were fucking excited about Cleveland v. Chicago for the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. The Midwest, the hot dog bowl, they'll call it. Everybody was so goddamn excited about that. But, you know, it didn't happen. Thanks the to Mr. Kubitsky. Gentleman bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Portly Polish man bowl. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Um, just for the record, I've never thought that Odell Beckham Jr. was that great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I felt like he carried the New Jersey Giants for years. Right to, like, mediocrity. Interesting. Like, yeah, they never... Like, he was Eli Manning's only receiver for years. Years and years of mediocrity. <laughs> okay. You know, like, <laughs> they never achieved anything with him, you know? Okay, can he, like, Counter- had some real highlight real catches. Yeah. But, you know, I never thought that he was consistent enough to be, like, a top guy. Okay, so you would disagree with, like, Odell Beckham is the Mike Trout of the NFL, a superstar yeah. stuck on a mediocre team. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. 
All right. However, at the end of 2019, it proved to be the same old Cleveland Browns. I would buy that Odell Beckham Jr. is the Manny Machado of the NFL. Oh, touche. I think that's yeah. a good observation. Top 20. Good. But not worth the fourth highest contract in league history. Right. Good, overpaid, maybe would be happier on a beach in San Diego. Overpaid and also overrated. Uh-huh. But like in a in an elite echelon. Not like right, he's overrated, right. like he's not good. You can be good years. and overrated. That's something yeah. I try to tell people all the time. I think that he's good and overrated. That's yeah. what I think. I think yeah. that's a fair judgment. Yeah. Like, he's not Randy Moss, you know? Yeah. Ooh, Randy Moss played on some bad football teams. I don't know if anybody will ever be Randy Moss. Right. Or uh, yeah. what's the guy who played for the Detroit Lions forever? Megatron. Megatron. Calvin yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. He is not Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. Good. So the Browns finished 2019 6-10. Fired their coach, Freddie Kitchens. I wanted to make a joke about the last name Kitchens, but I couldn't come up with anything. They threw out everything, including, including the Kitchens. There game. it is. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. That You're welcome. Was... You're welcome. You're welcome. 2019 was the Cleveland Browns' 12th consecutive losing season. And whoever they pick to replace Kitchens will be their 12th head coach since the resurrection in Cleveland in 1999. Like, this is the worst franchise. The Browns have become, over the years, synonymous with multiple types of failure. For example, over the course of the past 20 years, Cleveland has had 31 starting quarterbacks. How many years? 20 years. 31 starting quarterbacks, an average of one and a third quarterbacks per year. Right. And that's, yeah. On average. Some years they've had like fucking five quarterbacks. Right. Of these 31 starting quarterbacks, exactly one, Brian Hoyer, has ended his tenure with the Browns with a winning record. Oh, good for him. (laughs) Ten and six over two years. (laughs) Furthermore, the many ways in which Cleveland has actually destroyed the careers of promising young quarterbacks is unrivaled. And and here I'm thinking about Johnny Manziel, right? I don't know that he ever had a career. You don't think so? Nah. No. Too Too short. Like, his, like, style of play would not play in the NFL, I don't think. And that's why he, like, didn't get drafted. Like, he won the Heisman and didn't get drafted first, you know? like That's an interesting point, because the other one was Robert Griffin III. Do you think there is something about, like, the so-called mobile quarterback in the college level not being able to be successful at the NFL level? I think that there's plenty of evidence for it. Yeah. RG3. Johnny Manziel, what's uh, Tebow? Tebow, my Uh, guy, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, who had a decent year this year, I think, right? Well, no, he got benched this year. He got got benched 
for Tannehill. Oh, and Tannehill took his job. Yeah. Tannehill, six foot three, Ryan Tannehill. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, basically, that, like, the quarterback position is, like, has the same success rate as a Tinder profile. <laughs> it's just you have to you have to crack six feet and then you you can like succeed you know that's the six, only bar six feet white chiseled jaw come on six feet white little chin dimple that's all little chin dimple that's all you need <laughs> um yeah I think that. Cam Newton, right? Mobile quarterback. Yeah, and he's like the MVP. Like, he's had some success. But I feel like, you know, Johnny Manziel is just not big enough to play in the NFL. Like, you have to be big. Right. It just happens. Because, like, you get from college where it's okay if you're, like, small and fast because you're faster than all the big guys. But in the NFL, all the big guys are as fast as you because they're in the fucking NFL. You know what I mean? And Johnny Manziel did go to the Canadian Football League for a while. I don't know where he's at now. He well, was, yeah, he wasn't successful. No, not even in the in the Canadian Football League, huh? I don't think so. I'll look him up right now. But I feel like if he was, we would have heard about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm not saying I just no. Don't this think great. You can blame the Johnny Manziel story on the Cleveland Browns. Gotcha. But, I think you can blame the Cleveland Browns for making a bad investment on a bad product in signing Johnny Manziel. Which they've done repeatedly. Which they've done a couple times, yeah. Um, So one of my favorite internet writers, John... I don't know if it's John Bois or John Boy. I'm going to say John Boy. He's got a video on YouTube that I highly recommend to everyone. It's, It's called... The Cleveland Browns are in hell. Cool. And in this video, John Boy makes a solid argument that the Cleveland Browns are literally, and I'm using the word literally correctly here, in hell. Right? Nice. They have had a losing season almost every year since 1999. They have continuously drafted high-level prospects who have gone on to fail again and again and again. So how do you have this franchise that is, like, doomed to failure? And right now I'm going to go on a very quicker side because I feel like people who are listening to this are thinking this. What about the Baltimore Ravens? The Browns had a history of failure going back to the AFC Championships of the 1980s when they came very, very close to getting over the hump and winning a championship, right? And that's when the Browns are in the same league as the Cavs and the Indians of having their hearts broken at the moment of glory. Then they go through a period of mediocrity in the 90s. And then in the late 90s, it looks like they're about to get back to the high level of competition within the NFL. And then, boom, they get shut down. 
they get sent to Baltimore. And then the Baltimore Ravens turn around and win a Super Bowl in, it was either 2000 or 2001. Forget which year that was. 2001, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So it would have been 2000, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Maybe maybe it was 2000. You know, I think it was 2001, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. It was two years before the Patriots, so that would have been 99. Right. Yeah, the Ravens beat the New York Giants. So the point being that, the like, there is a very strong argument that the Cleveland Browns are literally cursed. Like, uh-huh. not, like, metaphorically, like, somebody has fucking cursed the Cleveland right. Browns. I don't like that, like, they're literally in hell. Like, what? I don't know what that means. You should watch this very long video about it. It And right, it's right. basically, they have come, the ways in which they have failed defy human logic. Right. Like, in... But, in, like, people are still making millions of dollars. It's like, it's like, oh, we're in hell, and it's like, oh, but we're millionaires, you know, and I don't know. Well, that's a very good point. So maybe the Cleveland Browns aren't in hell, but maybe just their fans are. The fans are, yeah. The fans are. Because <clears throat> so they, like, their team sucks and they live in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So maybe then the problem with the Browns is not with the team itself, but with the ownership. Right. That's what we're arguing today. Yeah. Pretty clear cut that we're arguing that. Right. The name of the the segment is Your Owner Sucks. Right. Browns. In 2012, the Browns were bought by James Jimmy Haslam. Uh And he purchased them for $1 billion from Randy Werner. Since Jimmy Haslam bought the Browns in 2012... Which is, you know, they sucked before 2012, too. Right. right. Yeah. Since Jimmy Haslam bought the Browns, they have an overall record of 21 wins, 75 losses, and one tie. The most embarrassing statistic of them all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, Jimmy Haslam is a real fucking piece of work. Nice. Prior to purchasing the Browns, Haslam worked for his father's company, Pilot Flying J. Do you remember those truck stops? No. I, I feel like... I No. <laughs> In the 80s and 90s, if you ever went on a road trip, and maybe this is a West Coast thing, but I don't think so, because Haslam's from Tennessee. Right. There were these Pilot Flying J truck stops everywhere. Uh, where, like, the truckers would stop and get diesel, and there would be a sketchy diner, and you definitely do not want to fucking go in the bathroom at all. But maybe if you need to mess, that's where you want to go. Right. right. Or if you want to, like, have sex with a trucker. Exactly. Or or ha- let a trucker have sex with you. That's yeah. where you want to yeah. go. I mean, it's still sex. Yeah. Either way. Pilot was founded by Jimmy's father, Big Jim Haslam. Big Jimmy? Yeah, Big Jim. They called him Big Jim. 
Hasbro became the CEO of Flying J in 1998 and then worked the company away from the nuts and bolts of, f- of filling semi-trucks with diesel and towards the complicated world of energy and high finance. In 2008, okay, this is really complicated and I don't quite understand it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Haslam's own company, CBC Capital Partners, acquired Flying J. So from himself? He, he bought it from himself, exactly. And then he turned it around and sold it to the Marathon Petroleum Company. So he got interested in investment capital and bought his own company and then sold his own company to Marathon Petroleum Company, the Marathon Petroleum Company, which is yeah. like, have you ever been to a Marathon gas station? No. you never seen those Marathon ads? No. Oh, man. Those are the best pro-American ads I have ever seen. It's always like a happy couple, like very young, driving across America, and it's like, Marathon, Marathon, drive America. Cool. I don't think you watch enough TV. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't watch that much TV. It's true. Okay. I like watching, you know, my TV via Netflix. Which uh, we should talk about at some point. Because no, I've been watching uh, HBO again. All right. So Haslam uh, bought his own company with his own private uh, capital investment capital company. And then in 2013, Flying J was investigated by the FBI. For? So, fraud. Cool. Right. The, like, least cool thing you can be investigated by the FBI for? Do you really believe that? How many things can you be investigated by the FBI for? I don't know. Serial killing? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, Terrorism? Yeah. Like... Wire fraud? (laughs) Extortion? Come on, Joel. There's like a lot of good things here. (laughs) You're saying that they should have stepped up their game. Right. All I'm saying is like throw a throw a you know political corruption charge in there and I'm like interested, you know? Funny you should mention that. Oh, we're so good at podcasting. Damn, I didn't even I didn't even tend to set you up on that. So Haslam's roommate in the seventies at the University of Tennessee was uh-huh. future Senator Bob Corker. Cool. And his brother is one of the major fundraisers for the Republican Party, especially the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Bob Corker, and this is nothing they've gotten actually investigated for Bob Corker who is again roommate of Jimmy Haslam owner of a diesel gas company right Bob Corker has been one of the number one uh, opponents of any kind of climate change legislation trying to be passed through the Senate uh. which I guess is an illegal which I 
sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But what is illegal is defrauding your customers. In 2013, Flying J Truck Stops was investigated by the FBI. The truck stop chain, which was still under Haslam's ownership, agreed to pay $92 million to the federal government in order to avoid prosecution. The company was for years defrauding semi-truck drivers out of guaranteed fuel rebates that they had from the company. This quote from the Christian Science Monitor. Customers were cheated out of discounts in two ways. Pilot either fraudulently reduced the monthly rebates of reduced off-invoice discounts. Pilot has also acknowledged its employees engaged in other criminal behaviors, such as supervisors teaching employees how to reduce customer rebates during training in November of 2012, according to the agreement. So here's, here's my only point I want to make. I got two points I want to make. Three points. Okay. <laughs> I got a lot of points. <clears throat> this guy got investigated by the FBI and in 2012 agreed to pay a $92 million fine because the company that he owned and operated was ripping off truck driver. Right. If you're the owner of the Cleveland Browns and you're treating semi-truck drivers with this much disdain, why would you treat the fans of the Cleveland Browns any differently? Right. <clears throat> well, he's from Tennessee too, right? Yes. So, like, why would you give a shit about the Cleveland Browns? Maybe you don't. Right. No, I don't think he does. This guy seems like your classic, like, billionaire child who just bought a football team at, to have as, like, an accessory. You know what I mean? Yes. Doesn't care about football. Just, you know, doesn't want them to succeed. It's not about the success, you know? What's it about? Is it about making money or is it about having a toy? It's about having a shiny toy that yeah. nobody else gets to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think right. you right about that. And it's about like associating your name with uh Jerry Jones and um you know hand job craft. Yes. Bob Rub and Tug. Crew, oh, you know? we got to do an episode on Bob Rub and Tug. I know that's your team, but we got to do an episode. On that. <laughs> no, no, I mean he he's wide open yeah. to, to like hilarious parody. So I'm in. I'm down. But yeah. you know, you like when you are a truck stop baron, right? And you have money the same amount of money as, say, Dallas Maverick owner, what's his name, who's so famous, yeah, and Mark Cuban, Cuban and yeah. who's so famous and beloved by, you know, his fan base or whatever. Because, mm. um, mm -hmm. you know, Mark Cuban's 
not famous because he's a billionaire. Mark Cuban's famous because he, oh, you know, sat courtside at all the Mavericks games and like got fucking screaming mad at the refs and the players. And that show, Shark Tank. Well, Shark Tank came later, but yes, yeah. uh, you know, and you are, and you're like, I'm the truck stop guy. And people are like, oh, you're a billionaire. And then like, <laughs> You know, you're at a billionaire's party and no girls are talking. Right. You know what I mean? Because like you don't own a football team. And so then you buy the bills and that's it. That's all that matters to you. The brats. The brats. You said the bill. Right. (laughs) Which we also should do an episode on those motherfuckers. (laughs) Whoever their owner is is fucking terrible. (laughs) Right. So, so does he give a damn about on-field performance? No. No. Why would he? Yeah. Why would you buy the Cleveland Browns? Why would you? Right. Like, if he cared about winning, they probably would have won. There's like, yeah. there's people in football who know how to win. And if you have unlimited money and you want to win football games, then you can make that happen through sheer force of money. You know what I mean? Right. But you have to invest it. Right. You just have to invest it in people. Like this, the the coach that they fired this year. Kitchens. Kitchens. Yeah. No NFL coaching experience. Like, he was a, you know, young guy. They're trying to just like, oh, young coaches are the thing. Kyle Shanahan and... What's his name uh, from the L.A. Rams? And they're like, oh, we'll yeah, this Jeff other Goff. young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Jeff Goff, the quarterback, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The coach. Jared Joff's older brother. Jeff, <laughs> Je- Je- Jeff Joff. Jared- <laughs> Jeremy Joff, we'll call him. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. What I want to leave us off with is my, okay. In 2012, Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Cleveland Browns, served as the chairman of the finance committee for the election of governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam, who happens to be Jimmy's brother. Right. Bill Haslam. Relation. 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 Jimmy's brother, Bill. No relation. (laughs) Bill Haslam is the co-owner of the Tennessee Smokies. Okay. Who are the double-A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. Ah. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best it's always sunny in Philadelphia paranoia gift at you right now. Okay. In there that, is no Carol in HR! Exactly! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if Bill is the owner of the Cubs double-A affiliate, and the governor of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Tom Rickett is the owner of the Cubs, and his brother 
is the governor of Nebraska. Is every governor the brother of a baseball club owner? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Without fact-checking that at all, I'm going to go ahead and say absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> all right. I think uh, I've yeah, got you. Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's like money and sports team ownership and politics are go hand in hand. That's what it right. means. It's yeah. like, if you have enough money, you can own baseball teams and influence politics. Like, that's... But right. we're not, like, we're not cracking the case wide open here. <laughs> that's like... <it's> like <laughs> right, no, yeah, I understand. It's like you don't even have to learn that, to be like, oh, yeah, no, I knew that. I knew that already. <laughs> like, oh, you you own a football team, and also you're involved in like getting people elected. Whoa! It's like that's not a that's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, the governor of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's uh, no one's jaw dropping at that at that revelation. Right. Because that's like. It's like the amount of money that owns sports teams is also the amount of money that gets governors elected. That's just exactly yes. yeah, yeah. And the thing is that the sports teams, like you said, are those shiny toys. Yeah. And so when the people who buy these shiny toys treat them like shit, like your three-year-old nephew, and then all the fans get mad. Right. But what can they do? Because they're not even getting their full rebate on their fuel incentives for being a trucker. Exactly. Huh. Well, I think we've all learned something here tonight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the Cleveland Browns. Fuck the Cleveland Browns. Fuck the Buffalo Bills. Sure, why Fuck not? Fuck the New Jersey Giants. Yes. Odell Beckham Jr. is both good and overrated. True. And, and uh, uh, yeah, Randy okay. Moss is probably the best wide receiver of all time. Randy's I don't know. Is so fucking good. How is Randy <laughs> so fucking good? Well, he combined being bigger than everybody else with also being faster than everybody else. And it was like, <laughs> that was the combination that got him to the top. Uh, okay, so this has been the B block. Your owner sucks for Cleveland Browns. Thanks for everybody who stuck it out with us. Um, at us. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to this, at us. At Dump on the Ump on Twitter or on Facebook. Let us know. Tell us what we're wrong because um, this, this shit gets me excited. And I feel like I am Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just because, like, you're idealist enough to believe, to be like, oh, it turns out that scumbag billionaire truck stop owners are also influencing politics across the American <laughs> South. <laughs> it just goes deeper than I ever would imagine. Exactly. Right. And they're not paying their diesel coupon tickets. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> 
Uh, so anyway, I mean, you know, mail it in to HBO. We'll see what they say. Pio. However, it could be a good show on Netflix because they'll, yes. as we've said before, will green light literally anything. Damn fucking straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, now we get into the C block because I got some opinions <laughs> about that. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, the B Block, Season 6, Episode 6. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on all your social media applications, Apple iTunes. Uh, Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. At us, at me, motherfuckers, on Twitter. Or you can follow us on Facebook. We also have a WordPress blog. All right. Really appreciate everything. Uh, Sam, you good? Yeah, good. All right. We'll do this again sometime. This has been Training Wheels. Your owner right. sucks. Cleveland Browns. So, fun fact about Training Wheels, though, uh, yeah. is that they don't, they're not a thing anymore. Because they don't actually work, right? Right, exactly. They actually are like a hindrance to like kids learning how to ride bikes. Yeah. What they're doing now is they just take the pedals off of the bikes and the kids just like roll the bike. They like sit on the bike and like roll it with like balancing themselves with their feet. That makes so so much more sense. Yeah. They learn how to ride much faster that way. Right, because what you're learning is how to balance yourself on a bike. It doesn't matter, like, if you're pedaling. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I was, like, walking down the street, you know, yesterday, and this kid came bombing past me on a bike, like, with pedals, and he was probably, like, four years old. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know when I learned how to ride a bike, but it was considerably later than that. Interesting. It was like the youngest child I've ever seen riding a bike in my life. Wow. <clears throat> Did you stick a stick in his front wheel? Yeah. No, I just like kicked him over. <laughs> like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> this is Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, the only thing I said to him is like I stood over him while he was crying. And I was like, Brooklyn, bitch. And then I like walked away. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs>